if you look at the wild, authentic woman, she mm-hmm. has this glow. She has this energy that yeah. you instantly connect to her. And um, where I was for a long time, that I was just so obsessed about what people will think about me, how I look, how I speak, what I say, what I do, that I was just, this whole conditioning was so strong that I forgot how it feels to be actually me. Hey folks, welcome to our show, African Nomad Podcast. This is a monthly show committed in helping you rethink and redefine your idea of traveling and having adventure in your life, expanding your view, desire, interest, and pushing yourself to go out of your comfort zone. It's your boy Abdul, your host for the show. Welcome on board and let's get ready to take off. Welcome back to African Nomad Podcast. I miss you so much, so much. We've been working and working to make sure that we can come back with new ideas, new ways of making things on our beautiful podcast. And I hope you two are happy to have us back. Right. So today we have a person who also, just like the others, have a brilliant and great experiences in life and also traveling and adventures and stuff. She's been traveling in 41 countries, facilitating 50 personal groups programs. She's been helping around 200 women to reclaim their right to be exactly who they are through coaching and workshop. She's been uh, working in different places. She's been in India, as we could discuss about it later. She's also been working in different places like uh, Mind Valley and She's been in many festivals in the world. When I say festival, there's a lot of them and she's been participating in a lot of them. So it would be a great way to discuss about that. So today we have this brilliant traveler, great traveler. Her name is Sarah. And please welcome Sarah on the podcast today. Hey, Sarah. Hello. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. This is so nice to always, it's always so nice to hear someone else uh, introducing you. And I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> How do you feel? Like it was like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, that's me, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that's nice to hear. Thanks for yeah. having me, guys. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Um, and thanks for trusting us coming on our podcast. So, Basically, can you tell us where you're from? Because I just wanted to keep this part as a surprise for the listeners to know exactly where you're from and so that they can, they can know from you how you describe your own country. Of course. I'm originally Armenian and mm-hmm. very tiny, uh, small country. All the time when people ask me, especially now that I'm based in Southeast Asia for past six years, I live in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur. And Whoa, nice. I'm always ready to say, Oh, Armenia. And then to explain when they ask me, where are you from? I go, Armenia. And I'm ready to let them know (laughs) where Uh is it. Uh, Because a lot of people don't know uh, my country. But mm, yeah, you can locate it between Europe and Asia, right in the heart of it. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I hear that um, Armenia, is, the colors uh, is beautiful, like in terms of dressing and like traditionally speaking, and also the cities and the landscape, etc. It's kind of a beautiful country, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I love my country. And as a traveler, and I guess we're going to speak a lot about traveling, I have traveled my country first, like 
uh, north mm-hmm. to south, all the all the places I could. Uh, yeah. but it's a beautiful country. Uh, still not that uh, I guess known by travelers, but those who prefer like travel spots that are very uh, you know not yet touched by tourists, let's call it mm-hmm. that way. They go okay. to Armenia because we have beautiful landscapes, mountains, and we have four seasons. So every season you go, you have a different country in a way to explore. Definitely, yeah, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. country, and where one of the oldest i guess countries in the world the first the first that adopted armenia is the first country in the world that adopted christianity as like state religion so we're pretty old on the Mm -hmm. map of the of the world yeah no that's cool that's cool and then you said something very interesting you said that you want to talk about your country first because you've been traveling in your country as the first set if you want this first place to travel um, Mm -hmm. before you start moving in other places so i've seen that you've been you've been having a kind of beautiful journey in in your life and going in different places but how did how was it for you to be yourself in your country and when did you start traveling and why what pushed you actually to move and see different places in your country, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honestly, what I want to share first is that I do not come from a from a family that financially could afford uh, a lot of traveling. So with my with my parents, I would say mm-hmm. I have not traveled to any other country but Russia just Uh because we had to like we had some uh, challenges and my dad had to work there so we we just lived there for a year but other than that I wasn't exposed to any travel even though it was my soul's desire you know to travel I always I always looked at people who are traveling and I was like oh my god is this even something possible and and what what age was that actually at this moment I think I would say like um, after after 16, you know, 18, uh, when you're realizing, oh my God, I really, there is more to this life than just mm-hmm. studying and, you know, uh, and being in your country, especially I was very adventurous spirit from very childhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I traveled enough in my country and at some point, like I realized, oh my God, I am... I have seen everything in my country and I feel like I need more. And, and so that's mm-hmm. when I realized, yeah, now it's time to figure out how are we going to get out of this country and explore more outside. So I started with my country yeah, first. Oh, that's also cool. Because, also because I guess I didn't have money. I, I was financially not really <laughs> yeah, uh, affording stable. it. So I was like, okay, at least I can I can travel in my country. And, and yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like you start with whatever you are and then Mm -hmm. you can build yourself a kind of um, map in your mind and then say, okay, here I've been doing this. I've tick, tick, tick. Now Mm -hmm. I need to check another place and I'm ready to go outside because I've learned some few things. Maybe it's a safe way for you to start moving abroad and then see other places, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's great. I know you are very, very dedicated to women, mostly women assuming their femininity and also becoming the person they have to be because um, we tend to see that women in, around the world, have um, some of them are not having the place they need to have mm-hmm. and um, plenty of other things that are not happening for those women around the world. So when did you start realizing that you needed to be committed to this topic, to this field? You needed to share, to learn more about this and then share your own experience with other women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tough um, one, yeah? 
honestly, I guess we, it's the, the shift that's happening both for men and for women. So I sometimes mm-hmm. feel like men are also figuring out a lot of things and there is a huge shift that's happening when it comes to, to our overall healing journey right and yeah. the reason the reason i'm saying it because i don't want us to be like oh only women are not you know uh something is wrong only in this dimension i think both men and women are experiencing it but because i'm a woman and i experienced it viscerally when i was back home and from very childhood like being raised in a very um, let's call it traditional, you know, household where you are told what <laughs> what being a woman means and how okay. you should be living your life. And there are like, I guess we, a lot of women I coach, uh, no matter where we are from, you know, we all have very similar uh, gap between generations. Like our mm-hmm. parents knew the boxes that <laughs> they need to go through. Like, so you go to school, then you go to uni, then you mm-hmm. get a job, then you get a, husband and you make kids you know <laughs> yeah the perfect the, life <laughs> the perfect yeah the, the perfect life and i you know i from a very young age i was like questioning a lot of things i was the rebel you know yeah. why <laughs> I, I, the why was my first thing when my mom would say you cannot come back after 10 p.m mm-hmm. i'm like why <laughs> and and probably 90 percent of the time she would not have any answers for me uh, mm. And she would say, because that's how we want. And that would trigger me so much. <laughs> I was like, but this is my life, right? Anyway, that was like me questioning a lot of things from very young age as a woman. Then being also very from a culture where you're very su- suppressed, right? As, as mm-hmm. a woman sexually or or in any way as a woman, you want to express yourself. Uh, you're always told how. You don't have How freedom. How to do things, to, yeah. Yeah, you don't have the freedom. And mm-hmm. so that was that was really bugging me at some point. I was questioning a lot of things and I realized that I need to get out of my to get out of my country and figure out first who I am as a woman mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. even like talking about how I started, you know, teaching or sharing or bringing woman empowerment as part of my journey. It mm-hmm. was more of me questioning as a woman what it means to be a woman right uh what success means to me what are my values how am i gonna live my life without shame and guilt while i'm doing what i love while i'm embracing my authenticity and my you know my true colors (laughs) because i was very in a way wild woman but like (laughs) wild as in i was very authentic i would just be me but that was too much for the world sometimes like you know, there is probably a lot of women who can resonate. You you cannot take up so much pay, space. You're too much. You're too loud. You're too big. Mm-hmm. And we will we will make sure that you fit in this box. And that was at some point suffocating. And so I guess travel was the path that took me towards understanding myself better as a woman. And then you mentioned about me being in so many festivals and so many countries, mm-hmm. right? It was for me, I would say that travel was like the therapy. A, yes, let's call it that way. More of a, a spiritual growth opportunity, mm-hmm. a way for me to find my own answers, a way for me to see perspectives that I wasn't able to anymore get around where I was, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was like inner guidance, this intuitive knowing that there is something out there for me, but I need to get out of my comfort zone. I need mm-hmm. to challenge myself 
So I don't know if I answered your question. But well, I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah, quite. It <laughs> yeah, it, you, you put it quite well, and I can understand that uh, this was. You you said it right. Like it's it's kind of therapy for you to go outside your country because of of so many questions in mind, so many things that you want to discover to make sure that you know yourself. And this is a beautiful journey. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Even myself, I I wanted to just leave my country because I wanted to see new horizons, new places. Mm-hmm. I will say I wasn't this young, aware traveler. I started traveling with my mom mostly um, oh, as a baby <laughs> because she was selling goods um, from Ivory Coast to Mali, which is a um, bordering country. So I wasn't aware actually of all the things happening around when you're traveling. But then my first trip, I think it was when I was around 19 or 20, something like that. So it was for me a big deal to be alone in the bus, take the bus and go to Bamako and and, and experiencing everything on the road. I've always been thrilled to to be on the bus and to hear the sounds of the engine of the bus and and then see people around selling stuff, you know, while going to to this other country etc so there's always a reason why you want to move to another step and i think yours is also a good good thing that you wanted to discover yourself as a woman and also how how to get out of the box not to to be inside a box but to leave your comfort zone and really uh, make yeah. yourself the person you want to see as uh, when you're checking yourself in the mirror for example yeah, yeah. but that's good and um uh, i've seen that you've been traveling around like 41 countries um mm-hmm. where 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 were the countries you really had a great experience, for example? You can name some, for example, and what? Uh, hmm, interesting. <laughs> it's, it's always such a hard question, right? Tricky, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's like every country had something, something it, so interesting. It's just like going to the ice cream shop and then you'll be like, okay, which one should I take? Which one should I take? And you can spend some time <laughs> until you choose one. Yeah. But anyway, here you go. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, probably for me, the um, since I was, uh, I'm telling you that this whole journey was for me more understanding myself better and finding my answers and having that breakthroughs was mm-hmm. for me India. Uh, I still feel like India has been my biggest. Incredible India. (laughs) Exactly, India. And yeah, every time when I think about it, it's just like India pops the first. But it's more like if we were to look at spiritual growth and understanding and getting to know myself better, redefining a lot of things in my life, uh, that would be India. Uh-huh. Uh, there are quite few countries that I really, really love, but it depends on what criteria we choose as a measure, you know, <laughs> of greatness. You said what yeah. which country is great, right? Great, uh, yeah. Where you had great experiences, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I really <laughs> loved, I really, like, at this point in my life, honestly, uh, I, I have been in Europe a lot, but I keep saying mm-hmm. that Southeast Asia, for some reason, feels so home um, mm-hmm. at this moment. And so if I look at, you know, Myanmar was beautiful, Laos was amazing, Cambodia, uh, Vietnam, I mean, Bali, I live in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, so even though like I have traveled so many countries, I still feel like this side of the world, maybe mm-hmm. this, is, this is me being so like adventurous and I love this 
chaotic, creative, messy energy of Asia, you know? For me, mm -hmm. Europe is a bit too boring. <laughs> I'm like, I have traveled quite a lot in Europe. I mean, I, I love Europe, but I, I would probably go to Europe when I'm, you know, in my 50s, 60s, retired and like, <laughs> okay. and some, some order. I need some, you know, structured life. But mm -hmm. in my young age, when I want adventure and this creative, messy, chaotic energy, I'm like, oh my God, give it to me, Asia. <laughs> so mm -hmm. definitely Asia is uh, that energy. No, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I also love Asia, mostly India. India has been a, a wonderful experience so far yeah, for me. Yeah, you have lived I, in India too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I really love the city where I was. Um, it was kind of like, a, let's say, a big village, but still like beautiful city. <laughs> you know, yeah. the messy thing happening, uh, the everything uh, the cows in the streets and you know there's so many big differences in the culture when you move to another country and in india was that huge gap in the culture difference and it was yeah. either on both sides a good and not so good experience but i prefer to keep the good part of it <laughs> because yeah whatever yeah. you're going anyway you're gonna have a good and not so good experience That's but at the end hard. of the day Yeah, mm -hmm. you choose mm -hmm. to be a positive way. You mentioned being wild, wild mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. What does it mean being a wild woman? Because you said you like to ask the question why. But mm -hmm. a woman traveling around the world and seeing different places, how does it look like to be a wild woman? Is it is it mm -hmm. is it aggressive? <laughs> Or mm -hmm. uh, can you just yeah? Wow, that's that's a really cool question. I've never been asked in that way oh. from from a travel perspective. Uh -huh. I think I think the the realization happened only when I traveled quite a few countries, right? When I was mm -hmm. also rediscovering myself as a woman. I think mm -hmm. that wild woman lives in every woman and in mm -hmm. every man. We all have this authentic, real, raw, and probably for a lot of people, we we tap into that when we are in in a place uh, with close people with friends we trust with people who can hold space for us mm -hmm. to be us right yeah. for me for me wild i would say if you look at nature right when mm -hmm. you say wild nature you see this nature that's not the pure same. nature <laughs> yes the pure exactly the mm -hmm. pure real raw untamed by people nature. i like that yeah the so same is for for women and of course men as well but since we're speaking about women it's like uh -huh. an untamed woman who is not so conditioned by the society that she forgets her truth she forgets how to walk in this world with her uh huge presence because if you look at the wild authentic woman she mm -hmm. has this glow she has this energy that yeah you instantly connect to her and um where i was for a long time that i was just so obsessed about what people will think about me how i look how i speak what I say, what I do, that I was just, this whole conditioning was so strong that I forgot how it feels to be actually me. Just be me. If I feel yeah. like saying hi to a stranger in the street, like when you're asking, for example, how does that look like, right? As a wild mm -hmm, woman mm -hmm, being mm -hmm. a traveler. For me, that looked like 
if I feel like saying hi to a stranger and saying, ah, you are, you, you look so interesting. I would love to hear your story. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Or in say wild woman would decide, Oh my God, tomorrow I want to travel to this uh, city. I have mm-hmm. no clue how to get there. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to book a, uh, you know, a, a, a ticket, a mm-hmm. bus ticket, or I'm just going to show up in the bus station and figure out my way. So it's more like, following your heart, knowing that there is so much more to this life mm-hmm. when you embrace your real authentic truth, when you embrace your desires and your dreams. For me, that's the wild woman. She's in in each one of us just wanting to be embraced. It's just that we're so conditioned by the society that it's very, very hard sometimes to uh, mm-hmm. step into her. Yeah. yeah, I think it has nothing to do with selfishness. It's, it's just you trying to be yourself, trying oh, to know yeah. who you are and, and loving yourself first of all before sharing your love with other people or totally. uh, loving totally. other people. Yeah, right? you just hit the nail. Like, <laughs> like loving oh. yourself. You re- I think you reach to a point where you, you really love yourself so much that everything around you, like, the thing, I mean, and you're a traveler, you know how synchronicities mm-hmm. work. Like yeah. when you're so authentically you, you start attracting crazy amount of like people and adventures and experiences. And when I look back, you know, mm-hmm. the amount of synchronicities that happen, and that's one of the biggest probably learnings from travel that when you travel your heart wide open with trusting people with knowing there's always goodness for you because the wild woman for me is the the one that knows she's always guided she's always you know she can always trust but the one that's like tamed she's full of fear i remember mm-hmm. a lot of times people would say oh my god how did you go to india it's so yeah for a woman you know right i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even I guess for men, they say it like this is. They will kidnap you. (laughs) Yeah, it's terrible. How can you go? Like I remember, my parents were like, "No, we are not." No way. I was like, "No, guys, it's it's (laughs) not how it works." Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, but that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You can share this. And okay, now festivals. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, have you ever been to Siget Festival in in uh, in Budapest? Uh, no, but I heard a lot about it. Ah, you you're, like, you're oh, missing what? one of the best festivals. Oh, yes. <laughs> what is what is it about? Is it um, uh, music? Yeah, it's a music festival. It's an, it's on an island here in Budapest. And uh, I think it's around seven days or whatever. I don't remember exactly the days. But people go, I mean, the, the whole city of Budapest is being kidnapped by every foreigner coming in the city with the tents and stuff. The Airbnb are getting crazy. People actually have their own tents. They they stay on the island till the end of the event, uh, till the end of the festival. It's wow. crazy. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting and and it's i think it's one of the most beautiful um festival um, i've ever seen wow. i've not been there myself but being in the city and seeing people getting crazy about it like the hype is really great and uh, mm. so what's it, what's your top three of festival and which country did you go for these ones etc mm-hmm. i mean honestly you know that i that i think about it right i don't mm-hmm. think i have been in so so many and and that's okay what, that's what i would love to i love festivals but mm-hmm. my top three would be probably number one would be um bali spirit festival 
Um, oh, what's that? If you heard about it, it's a, a music wellness, art music wellness festival. It's in Bali, of course, mm-hmm. Bali Spirit Festival. Um, and it's a seven day festival that happens every year in Bali. It's beautiful. About thousand, thousand five hundred people gather. And uh, the cool thing is that every year they, they just set up the whole space and artists come in. There's a lot of art installations. There's oh, a nice. lot of cool artists and musicians and there's a lot of yoga and wellness and meditation and stuff like that so if you're someone who wants any of that you know you can just be there for just music or for just art or for just uh, wellness like there are lots of uh workshop from Mm -hmm. energy healing to meditation from yoga to uh ecstatic dance so it's it's that kind of a place to just really uh, yeah um, embrace that <laughs> yeah, wildness <laughs> yeah <laughs> wildness. yeah uh, that's probably number one mm-hmm. and number two i think yeah. would be tantra festivals i don't know if you heard about tantra yeah, and, kind of yeah yeah so it's basically a form of again spiritual direction mm-hmm. and you probably by now realize that i'm uh, i have been into spirituality in many forms and shapes and mm-hmm. Tantra was one of them. Uh, and, and it's basically one of the oldest Indian spiritual paths mm-hmm. that embraces sexuality and uh, in a way helps you to use that energy. Like they say, like from sex to super consciousness, right? So you are, mm-hmm. you're basically using that creative energy and, and through meditations, through different practices, uh, embodied yeah. practices, you're stepping into higher consciousness. And um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, definitely spiritual path to mm-hmm. uh, to follow and I fell in love with it when I was in India um, okay is it is it like a big one or big festival or just like um so so the one that I, I have visited there are many Tantra festivals around the world mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. been one in, in Portugal and one in India definitely both of them are beautiful but I I kind of felt like Portugal was so much fun because I haven't been in Portugal and yeah so this is uh, something I really recommend to everyone to experience something that's like super Let's super do eye-opening that. yeah <laughs> number three yes number three is it's in in uh, thailand um, it's a it's a music festival wait uh, is it is it this event that takes place on an island for two days or whatever no um It's called Wonderfruit. Wonderfruit. I don't know if you've heard about it. Never. (laughs) Okay, cool. Just check it out. Um, At least for me, um, it was very, very similar to... I haven't been, of course, in uh, Burning Man, but... Mm -hmm. But if you if you look at the photos and overall the setup, it's in the in the woods. It's super cool, like uh, a lot of again art installations. But this this specific festival, Wonderfruit, is more mm-hmm. to uh, experience music, like different uh, types of music. It still has some art and lifestyle, you know, pieces in it. But it was crazy amount of music, <laughs> and you have yeah. stages like every kind of um, music and so like uh, it's 24 hours by the way so like you can be there the whole time but of Mm -hmm. course people need to sleep sometimes so (laughs) (laughs) of course yeah yeah but it's really powerful also to to experience something like that in thailand and people coming from every corner of the world to just experience both musicians you know from every corner of the world and Mm -hmm. attendees 
to experience something like that. It's, it's, and, and even the, the clothing, people like, you know, in the festival, it's just very, very futuristic, very mm-hmm. Burning Man style. So I really <laughs> love it. Definitely recommend. So. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. So what would be the next festival you would like to go to? Oh, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm uh-huh. looking for, uh, I don't know if you heard about ecstatic dance. It's a, yeah. it's a form of, yeah, it's a form of dance, free movement. Uh-huh. I heard there are many ecstatic dance festivals also in Europe. Uh-huh. So let's see. I was supposed to go to Bali Spirit Festival this year again, but uh-huh. uh, to last minute, they just decided to do it like next month. Whoa, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I'm sure there is a lot. And you said in Budapest, there is one. So let's see what's next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should come to Budapest. Secret Festival. <laughs> that would be so cool. That would be so cool. Yeah, so I really liked your sharing um, about the spirituality and uh, how you can transcend yourself so much mm-hmm. with so many things in ourselves that we don't know yet mm-hmm. and we, we we ignore it and once mm-hmm. you start knowing it you you feel like powerful mm-hmm. not powerful to destroy but powerful to to glow as you said to to, yeah. to, to just like just like being like like an angel mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's really interesting and uh i think our listeners will also be glad to listen to this and uh yeah so coming to this point it's already a nice conversation that we're having on your journey since you were young and then starting living your country moving in different countries still 41 countries is a lot and i'm mm-hmm. impressed and of yeah. course there are people doing more but it's not about the number it's about the pieces of experience that you got mm-hmm. from each of those places and that you can remember you can still put it on a table and share with anybody boost mm-hmm. themselves and maybe do the same or more whatever say mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so, uh, we are kind of almost close to the end but i would like you to take this time to talk about your um, your future project for example um, things you would like to do soon or if there's anything you would like to share with the listeners that um, you think is important that we didn't point out in the conversation just take this time to put it on the table mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, honestly, since it's about traveling, right? Oh, I would love to encourage if, uh, you know, the listeners are, are wondering uh, if they should, they should not, or they are not sure how to start, where to start, or, you know, in, in any way they are feeling restricted to mm-hmm. uh, to start their travel, because I remember it was hard for me. And every time when I say 41 countries, I still cannot imagine, <laughs> you know, like, how did mm-hmm. that happen? Um, but the, the desire was so strong for me. And even though financially I wasn't like, you know, so it, it was hard for me to afford all of that. But I knew that if I just take one step at a time, things will unfold. So you don't, yeah. you don't need to set uh, crazy goals. I need to travel so many countries, but just like take one, one step. I remember that my, my, uh, after Armenia, when I was like, Oh my God, I really want to travel somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have much money, so like I had a savings, and that was like hundred US, hundred two hundred US dollar that I could afford to like you know go somewhere. That time yeah. I wasn't even working, and through Isaac, 
you know, this international organization yeah, you have been part of as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I found this just next door in Georgia, which is next to my country and opportunity. So I had, I lived for two months in Georgia with cool. $200 in my pocket. In pocket. <laughs> nothing, like literally nothing. <laughs> but okay. it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I was so hungry for, for adventures. I was so mm-hmm. hungry to, like I would walk the whole day just to see the city. Um, but that's how, you know, it all started I, when I traveled that first country I was like oh my god this is how it feels to be in a new country right mm-hmm. uh, the people the experiences the adventures the random like aha moments that you have through conversations <laughs> Yeah. So that made me go like okay I'm ready for the next um it just uh it just about getting out of your comfort zone just embracing your curiosity and and definitely travel can be such an eye opening uh growth oriented adventure mm-hmm. you know field experience i would say so anyone who who is yet to experience just embrace it it's the most powerful probably for me the most powerful transformation tool <laughs> yeah I, I wish every single person can experience because we never come back the same from you know a new country you that's for sure <laughs> you come back you're like wow what just happened i just went to a new country just walked around met mm-hmm. some people and then i came back it feels like i did a whole self-growth uh, program <laughs> yeah yeah right so definitely yeah that's probably one thing i would i would say travel a lot travel more mm-hmm. uh, and and every time rediscover who you really are through the mirrors because people that i met along the way were just mirrors for me mm-hmm. i i felt like they were holding mirrors for me to see myself to rediscover myself to ask myself those those questions that i never asked myself and just redef- refine my my identity Mm-hmm. Like my values, my core values, my uh, even like my vision for life. I feel like right now I am in that place in my life where I know exactly where I want to be, you know, vision wise. I know who I am as a woman in the core of core of it in my values, and mm-hmm. and and that was not the case even like five six years ago, right? I was yeah. very like, oh my god. Who am I even, and what do I even want? Mm-hmm. And so, travel can help a lot to to ask those questions that probably uh, a lot of times we don't ask ourselves when we're uh, in the nine to, nine to six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the nine to six. Nobody likes that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can always use the nine to six to bring your uh, dreams and bring your it, it's a fuel. It's, yeah. it's a fuel for the car to go away. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. And at some point, actually, uh, me coming from a nine to six, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I used to work in a bank. And this is mm-hmm. something a lot of people cannot imagine because now I'm like this uh, coach. I work, <laughs> I work for Mind Valley, But I, I came from nine to six from a banking. <laughs> but that yes. was like a... like. A short period where I needed to make some money to move mm-hmm. to my next stage, but mm-hmm. but I knew 
at some point that this is not going to serve me long period, right? So, so dream big, I would say, right? Dream big. Dream big. <laughs> and, and just like take one step at a time towards those bold dream dreams. Because sometimes when we're in those nine to six, we think, oh, there is nothing possible outside mm -hmm. of this. But it just takes one good conversation to like, oh my God. Actually, there is so much more outside. So yeah. if, if Sarah can like, or anyone can do this, why can I not? Right. Yeah. True. True. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And uh, thank you for those, those beautiful words you were just sharing with us today. Dream big. Everybody dream big. There's no dream that you can achieve. You yeah. can only do it if you start with the little step. Don't try yeah. to do things big, but just do simple think in with big ways, like the big dream, the dreams that you want to achieve. And one day it will happen. I am yeah. sure it will happen for any of us, even for me, to go to the for moon. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sarah, for this beautiful conversation. I really liked every bit of it. It was really inspiring with your stories, um, also your experiences, your adventures you had, and I'm sure... The listeners will be glad to to play it back again and again and again to make sure they grab everything possible to boost themselves. It was your host, Abdul, on this beautiful show and uh, see you for the next episode. Yow. Hey, my dear nomad, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Please visit our website for more stories and experiences and adventures. And also please leave a comment or a review That could be grateful. We love you. Take care of yourself and see you on the next episode of African Nomad Podcast.